Hello and welcome to the Eastern Kicks podcast, a regular magazine program about East Asian film led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of EastonKicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Hey Each episode we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news and festivals, often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. Hello again and welcome to our latest show. With Christmas farts approaching to the cries of where the did the year go, <laughs> sadly we all know the answer to that, we decided to put together a special Eastern Kicks gift guide, <laughs> a list of desirable items that every fa- Asian film fan might very well want. And in fact, they're stuff that things that we want ourselves. Yes, I, I think that's firstly that's been a, a basis for much of the list. We've also teamed up with some of the companies behind these gift ideas to offer some very exciting giveaways. Mm. So stay listening throughout the show. Meanwhile, our Stephen shares his Christmas wish list as well. But first, mm. let's get on to that very important question. <laughs> what are you drinking this episode, James? Oh, well, getting in the festive spirit, I've got myself a, an old-fashioned flask of Nelson's blood, also known as port, everything. It's actually... Quite a fancy port as well, which uh, Taylor's, uh, Taylor's mm. Special Reserve. And then following up, I've got a few cans of uh, Piston Head Full Amber clocking in at 6%. There you Ooh. go. How are yourself? Sound a little bit different from the norm. Mm. This this episode, I am on the Ampleforth Abbey Beer. Oh, very nice. What's the Abbey Beer? Is it? So it is, it is actually a British beer that's okay. made at an actual abbey. So it's ah, like it's the Belgian beer. It's, it's actually a, a double. What, what percent, percent we're looking uh, at? 7%. <laughs> okay, you got, you got me beat on the beers there. So onto our gift guide. 12 seasonal items that we'd like to find under the Christmas tree. And the first idea that, that came up is, is around the film that has been on everybody's lips throughout the year. Um... <laughs> Even though it, it was it popped up last year, but it's still mm-hmm. been hovering around, and and, True. Uh, and that is the Parasite original <laughs> motion picture soundtrack. Uh, to get yourself a copy on vinyl LP, mm-hmm. um, so that's by John okay. Jale. It's quite an interesting composer. I mean, he's actually been around for quite a while, which I didn't I didn't actually realise. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back, he he actually got involved in in movie soundtracks back in nineteen ninety seven when he was just fifteen. <laughs> For the film Bad Movie. Um, He's also been involved in films such as Romance of Their Own, Mm -hmm. um, Song Il Gon's Flower Island in 2001. He contributed to that soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And films like Marine Boy. But of course, he's he's hooking up with Bong Joon Ho Mm -hmm. um, when he did the soundtrack for um, Heimu or Seafog. And that began their relationship, and then he went on to do Oxja and then. As we all know, Parasite, um, <laughs> and then after that, he's going to have a quite a, a lucrative <laughs> career. So yes, um, Sacred Bones is the record label, the okay. US, US record label, who releases on vinyl LP in, mm-hmm. in various different formats, so uh, in various different color variations, shall we put it? Um, <laughs> Why not? Why not? So it, these have included <laughs> grass green swirl. <laughs> uh, there's peach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a standard black vinyl you can get. Um, yeah. Some of the color variations are already out of print and actually going for quite a lot of money on Discogs, you know, <laughs> easily doubled in price. Uh, fair enough. For the, um, for so, yes, it's Os- yeah. So, you can get it on Oscar Gold. Mm. Um, so, that, that would be my first suggestion for the gift guide. Uh, why not? I mean, there's Parasite, everything else out there, all the different editions of the DVD, which I'm not going to get, or the Blu ray, <laughs> you know, the, the black and white edition, which I haven't seen. Mm. Um, I did watch Parasite again since it's on Amazon. Still, stick to my opinion of it. It's not that I don't like it, but I don't think it's amazing. It's 
especially compared to this other stuff. But sure, I mean, you've got your storyboards book out there, and you've got. I mean, I, I heard. It's a Criterion version of it in the US. Yes, that's um, right. There's a very there's several lackluster, Curzon <laughs> versions of it in the UK. Yeah. Um, we don't really have a lot in much way of bonus, but you do. There are versions that do include the black and white as well as the color version. Oh, fair. Is, I mean, fair enough. I mean, it's, I can see why it's being milked for all its for all its worth, and uh, it's not. It's not, not a bad recipient of of this prize. No, 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 it's good. That's exactly 100% exactly what I was going to say. Just, although I'm not a massive fan of it, it's A, because it's judged against his other works, which I I just happen, you know, to prefer, and B, absolutely, it's great to see any Asian film getting out there and getting this amount of uh, mad swag out there and everything like that. I'm sure we'll be seeing collector's editions for years to come and everything. And and the soundtrack is, I only remembered like the the end song, Mm. uh, kind of. That's it's got lots of kind of distinctive sounds in there. It's and yeah. Very yeah, so, so it is actually a very very solid soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I just heard that the the final track is called like uh, Soju One Glass. Mm. Everything so apparently is kind of like a, more of a folky one. It's sung by the kid in the film, as well the actor who plays the son, um, Choi Woo Shik, who plays the the son of the poor family, actually mm. sang that one. And apparently the the guy composed it when he was very hungover. So <laughs> I, I respect that. So I would listen to it again and read Not sure if I'd need the gold edition, but yeah, it's quite interesting when some films, you know, you see this kind of level of detail from fans who are actually, you know, wanting that level of swag because they wouldn't put it out unless there was a market for it. So, yeah. So it is, yeah, it is good to see an Asian film getting into that level of merchandise detail. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. So, you know, and so, yeah, so, well, it's fair enough. So move on to the second one, something very, very different. I think on many different levels, which is a, an item of clothing, because you know I'm quite a quite a stylish quite a stylish guy in many ways. But I could you know I can yeah. use Christmas to maybe boost my boost my wardrobe a bit. And she's got a lot of t-shirts and shirts. And <laughs> as anyone as anyone who knows me, you'll have seen my one shirt. <laughs> I think about three t-shirts, three mm. t-shirts and two plain white ones. Mm. Which so, all about what 15, 20 years old. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even. It's not even, not even a joke. And I do, is it a good or a bad thing that I haven't particularly changed shape for better or worse? <laughs> that amount of time, Un, unaged but basically unimproved. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it'd actually be practical for me to get this item um, as well, which is uh, Junji Ito clothing line. I mean, particularly the one. It's when we saw this over like the Crunchyroll on the store uh, there over in the US. And I think the coolest thing could see on there, which was really cool, was the, like a Junji Ito Misfits. Uh, mashup. Mashup yeah. collaborative. Really, really cool. There was a, two or three ones, mm. um, the, you know, hoodies and stuff. And they were, they were excellent. It was kind of prop, you know, he'd actually personally got into it, designed it, mixed it up kind of with that sort of classic Misfits look for their, you know, for their name logo at the font and everything. So they look really, really cool everything so having one of those would be great um but you know there's a lot of other good junji ito t-shirts kind of on there and stuff where you can get stuff like i didn't see any tommy but there was some uzumaki uh house and everything like that the slug the slug oh, yeah i mean yeah. that's i think i mean they also have his cat ones on there and yeah. everything like that you know for his whole um i forget the name of it like the cat's diary or something like that the one he does kind of a parody of his own life but i think the coolest thing about these ones maybe is i mean kind of grown up as a horror fan and a metal fan there's always kind of a t-shirt sort of like level where things like cannibal corpse t-shirts where you had like two corpses doing things to each other it was probably just a bit too too much to put on a t-shirt and stuff whereas you get some of these junji ones you know he you know a lot of his manga gets incredible it does get really 
grotesque and gruesome. Mm. But, but you know, he he's so you know well known. I think because of how sort of surreal his stuff is, yeah. rather than just being gruesome. Yes, everything. Um, and I think that's what's cool about the designs they pick for these t-shirts. So even though you have the slug one and stuff, which is pretty, you know, it is quite far out and everything, but you you've still got that kind of. You're not going to look like offending people when you actually wear it out on the streets. <laughs> That's why I do have another T-shirt. I have my Fulci Zombie Flesh Ears. We are going mm-hmm. to eat you T-shirt. But I don't usually wear that too many places because, you know. I, I, with the, that's, that'll be with a classic zombie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The old sort of maggoty zombie yeah, in that because, yeah. you know, I'm a family-friendly family friendly guy and Eastern mm-hmm. Cake's family-friendly and everything we do. So we, we you know, can't go against brand. <laughs> so these, I think that's really nice about these T-shirts and they look, you know they look very cool everything like that but it's nice when you see you know you've got like black colors and you get some pink ones sort of green stuff on there so it's it's got that kind of nice luridness mm. as well so it's great when you see a t-shirt like uh, a clothing line like that that's got and they're like very nice they've got this you know it's not just something on the front yeah like yeah some of the stuff on the sleeve you know it's not one of these very cheap t-shirts but somebody just put something on the front which yeah. we'll come to later in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a quality, teaser for quality, you quality, quality all the way <laughs> one thing I should say is yeah. that all of our gift guides suggestions will be on easonkicks.com slash gift guide yeah. so um, you know if you don't keep up with this and uh, you just want to go to an easy page where you just click on a link mm-hmm. that's where everything will be yeah so just you know, sit back and listen have your drink everything and just enjoy don't worry about the, the small details of where to get them because yeah and these clicking all together very handy so you've got the next suggestion as well, haven't you? I, Number three. I do, yeah. I, I, I guess whether or not we, we think a Junji Ito t-shirt is massively Christmassy, then the next one is maybe more Christmassy? I mean, or, you can't, or, can, can or you get less more, Christmassy? Can you get more, more Christmassy than... Uh... Well, I guess if you're going you know, for your Christmas dinner, you might be sitting down to some nice uh, pork buns. Some nicer mm. uh, human pork buns, maybe from the old famous <laughs> Eight Gods restaurant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so any some good category three fans will have probably guessed what we're talking about there. Mm. So it's the um, the October, I think it was U.S. Unearthed Blu-ray release special edition of the Untold Story, which you know anyone who listens to this, which most people probably do, or check out the Extremes column, everything like that. I mean, the Untold Story, yeah, it's just such a masterpiece of category three, but. One of the things, you know, growing up and, you know, it's fair to say, I mean, there's been a couple of editions of it bouncing around, but there's never been anything really great. I mean, I, I first had it on like the old, really old original Hong Kong DVD, which is pretty <laughs> appalling quality. That was, that was massively edited, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. So I got, so I saw the edited one yeah. first and I saw uh, the uncut one. Then I saw the, there was a US, another US release, yes. which still came from that. So, you know, th- this one as well, you know, it's in uh, 1080p and everything like that. Um, proper. Proper, exactly. I'm not sure. Not upscaled. Li- <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's cool looking. I mean, there's not massive amount you can do with the audio because of the, the post, you know, basically the post dubbing and everything mm. like going on afterwards, like most Hong Kong films at the time and everything. But actually being able to see like a full version of the film in, you know, HD and everything mm. like that is still kind of, it's still slightly mind-blowing a bit i guess for i mean that was one of the first i mean it's back 93s so and one of the first category three, three films kind of getting into and everything so actually getting it when i got it finally got it on dvd and stuff after hearing about it for a box i didn't see it until quite a few years later mm. um so having these kind of special editions and stuff and it, you know it's got a lot of commentaries on there by like uh herman yeah you know anthony wong himself and stuff on there so it's 
And has it got a documentary on there as well? Yeah, yeah, I heard of it though. It's, it's, uh... Uh... <laughs> there is a fantastic documentary about Category 3 cinema on there, incredibly informative, uh, directed by our pal uh, Callum Waddle, mm-hmm. everything like that. And there's an interview with... Um, some know. some guy he looks faintly familiar. Um, James, <laughs> M- M- something along those lines, but uh, no, it was it was it was good fun getting interviewed for that. Yeah, uh, feature and stuff, and it's uh, yeah, it's good to see the documentary getting out there because I know it's played a few festivals and stuff as well. So it's uh, it's a good doc, and it's it's good to see it. You know, it, it sort of nicely beefs out this kind of package and stuff. Uh, especially if you're like a newcomer to the Category Three scheme, and if you are, the Untold Story is a perfect, perfect Christmassy, <laughs> Christmassy place to start and everything. Sit down with the, with old man pa on Christmas Day and watch Anthony Wong losing his losing his shit repeatedly, and then you can sit down with mom pa and learn, <laughs> learn a bit about it afterwards, over a nice glass of port and then watch the Queen's speech. Mm. I think that's what I mean. That's basically how the Queen spends her Christmas Day. I'm sure she's probably watching it too. Everything yeah. so. <laughs> So yeah, it's a Region 1, um, you know, US 1, or Region A, sorry, I believe the Blu-ray region is, but um, yeah, absolutely, it's fantastic to see that coming out, and you know, on Earth they've got a lot of, um, you know, we're horror fans in general, so mm. there's a lot of sort of cool extreme stuff, but it would be cool if, if there was more Asian stuff on there. For, yeah, yeah, because going back they had the US releases of Guinea Pig. And yeah, 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 exactly. And the American Guinea Pig. Not Christmas, you know. Untold mm. stories, certain festive spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think guinea guinea pigs probably pushing it. I mean, that, that's more like Easter, or something like that. I guess. Oh, but that kind of brings me on to my next yes. next item, quite naturally as well. Like you know, still talking about category three and stuff like that. Probably slightly less respectable than Untold Story in a way, but um, there's been a lot of other category three films coming out into Blu-ray, and this this also blows my mind. I mean, I mean, even just having you know, growing up with these old crappy VCDs and stuff, um, with the old burned on subtitles, everything like that, you know, switching the disc. You had VCDs, you had, of course, laser discs. <laughs> and then you had lots of DVDs where the transfer was pretty obviously taking off the laser disc. Yeah. You know, so that, that they're no better than. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I, none of them are actually worse than the, the laser disc. Oh, I, I think a lot of them would be, definitely would be worse, everything. So. so there's been a couple of companies that we, we've seen this, like CN Entertainment, that have been mm. putting out some of the. Um, yeah, the Rape, Rape by an Angel series 2 and 4, certainly. Uh, things like Body Weapon, Evil Instinct, everything. I mean, none of which are my favourite Category 3 films, but I'm building up to the really great ones. So, um, on a uh, panorama mm. that we saw put out in Hong Kong, like Robotrix on Blue. That's a Robotrix. I mean, that's Amy Yip classic. I mean, that's it's not too un-Christmassy. So, is that the uncut version of... Says so, but then that could... I, I've run into that pitfall before where something mm. could be called the uncut Hong Kong version. But that's only because it was cut before in Hong exactly. Kong. Exactly. Which it was. So I don't know. Yeah. Because it did actually come out on UK Blu-ray quite a few years ago. Well, it's the same with stuff like Dream Home and Revenge of Love Story. Were mm. cut in the UK, were cut in Hong Kong, even though they were Category 3 rated in Hong Kong. So I, it's a very good question, actually. Mm. Um, Panorama, you're probably <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> you can tell us. Yeah. Get, get in touch. <laughs> drop, drop the Eastern Kicks. Give, give us a call. So the Eastern Kicks hotline. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it'd be great to know. But they've also got like Three Days of a Blind Girl, which is mm. a great Category 3 uh, the erotic ghost story films, which are actually really funny, They're good stuff, and then horrible high heels. That's the main one, yeah. Building yeah. up to, I mean, horrible I mean, high they're actually, heels. I mean, without getting us off the the, the piece, we've also mm-hmm. got lots of other films they're bringing out at the moment. On, yeah, yeah. On a 
classic Hong Kong films that they bring out. So it's like like as we mentioned in a, the the last podcast we recorded, mm, the Trail mm. is, is on oh, there. I mean, classic, classic. You know. So, so it's... I mean, it, it's it's from what I've seen, it really. You know, they're not upscales mm. of a dodgy DVD mm. transfer from a laser disc. They're actually proper. Yeah, and that's that's fantastic. I mean, that's a great, you know, great Christmas gift, like a batch of these. But mm. if it was one of them, yeah, it'd be horrible high heels. Everything. I mean, that's yeah, that's a terrible quality DVD. The original one I've got, and I've watched it a bunch of times, and and just like the idea of being able to to you know, get that now and see all the you know the, the maniac prancing around in his leopard skin pants, the the scene with. Where you know he's unkind to a goose and everything like that, so it's it, you know it's it's a classic quintessential, two levels below the untold story, but you know even, <laughs> even crazier. But everything about it is lower quality, mm. but I still love it. And that sitting down would bring a tear to my eyes if I was given that on Christmas Day. I unwrap like a, a box. What's in this? Oh, a few Category Three Blu-rays, man. Mm. That would be absolutely outstanding. So you know. So keeping things deeply disturbing, um, <laughs> the next choice of mine is one that I actually, I know I've, I've I'm pretty sure at least I've mentioned in a previous uh, podcast, mm. and we're on to booze this yes, time. Yes, that's always a good uh, A nice accompaniment for Christmas. So um, this is one that is Sadako. Oh, yes. Yes. The Imperial Stout, uh, <laughs> as brewed by the Weird Beard Brew Company. Very nice. Who do have some form in this area. They had a... Uh, Quake Train to Busan, which mm-hmm. is an IPA. They had uh, Kill Pills. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, they're one of those companies, without, I wouldn't sound like a backhanded compliment, the actual booze <laughs> itself is much better than uh, some of the, the artwork, which is kind okay. of very kind of tattoo kind of inspired. <laughs> skulls and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of skulls yeah. on there. So Seneca, which they describe as a deliciously rich, complex, and intense dark beer. <laughs> I remember bringing, uh, bringing this up before because it is an imperial stout, yeah. which is not really the phrase that I would necessarily think of uh, when talking about Seneca. <laughs> but I think the idea is it's, and it's, it's 9.5%. Ooh, that's, um, that's nice. I guess it's, it's a sort of very dark, concentrated, <laughs> black liquid... <laughs> The, the probably has, is so dense it has its own kind of gravity kind of <laughs> crawling out your TV somehow yeah. or coming out your your taps maybe I don't mm. know did she ever I don't think she ever did that but she might have done uh, it sounds great I, I would absolutely I'd be delighted I mean, to try I mean it's a few years ago I mean it's, 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 it's a decent dark beer it's, yeah. it's, there's, a, there's a tipping point where uh, the black liquid turns quite. It just, it's just, it's, it's, it's like a, it's almost like a soup. It's so dense. Oh, okay. But this is not on that level. Okay, this that's is good. this is the other side of it. So very palatable as I remember. Uh, yet yeah, so that's from Weirdbeard, uh, Weirdbeardbrewco.com. Fair, fair, cool. Uh, I'll definitely try that. that. I'd like that very much, especially the nine point five minute. And I think a stout sounds like more Christmassy. But these are very Christmas. I mean, there is dark. I mean, you know, like you know, I'm on the dark beer right uh, during this episode. But (laughs) there is something very Christmassy about. I think so. It's all cold outside, especially it is today. Pissing it down with rain and sitting by the fire with a nice, nice bottle of stout. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Excellent. I would, I would get that for myself. So. We have a drink, mm. and we need some to drink it in, oh, and do. therefore we turn to <laughs> Mondo, um, yeah. who I'm a big fan of. They they produce mm. soundtracks, games, posters, all sorts of things, which also happen to include tiki mugs. Oh, indeed, indeed. 
Um, and you can get at the moment, and this is only in the US you can get this. I'm not mm. every one of the products are limited to mm, certain mm. regions, but this one is only available in in, uh, in America. Is a Godzilla seventy four Tiki mug. <laughs> That's so specific, Godzilla seventy four. Well, you know that they're, they're, they're coming out of sight there, right? So um, here, <laughs> it, their description of it is perched upon a Pacific tsunami and ready to annihilate his destructive digital doppelganger, <laughs> while also providing you with a radioactive refreshment. The Godzilla seventy four Tiki mug is a monumental masterwork of dinosaur drinkware. Okay, so I've just got to come in there and say I'm not sure that Godzilla is a dinosaur. Oh, you're right. Wasn't he that mutated salamander or something like that? I actually mean, but but you know, but that's yeah, that's probably another. He's not a dinosaur though. I'm pretty sure you're right on that. And that's from MondoShop.com/slash/collections/slash/Godzilla. Mm. They do have all sorts of other products as uh, yeah, well, such as uh, for, for stuff for Godzilla Mothra, mm. Gigan. Um, as t-shirts you can get uh, a destroyer monsters long sleeve you can get hoodies <laughs> enamel pins you can get a hundred piece puzzle of the terror of Mechagodzilla wow yeah that's very Christmassy um, as well yeah I mean you, you saw the chicken mug as well didn't you it's that. cool man it's love. Uh, honestly I would love that just... hand painted they're all kind of handmade so they nice say detail that... very yeah nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cool but just couple of questions I got about it like because mm. it's an American thing I'm not quite so uh, au fait mm. with that stuff like how much booze can it hold that's a good question because it said uh, <laughs> it, it said something on um, tw- tw- like 20 fluid ounces something like that that means nothing to me how many, how many fluid ounces are in a pint ounces. <laughs> 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 I've stumped you stumped you the, you have the show. I don't know the answer it's got to be like you wouldn't sell a drink with it unless you could hold some man's had, beer had big cocktails in that's the idea of this. Yeah, so it's there a would cocktail, be, it's like they a would, cocktail jar, right? Basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, the idea is that you, you have a sizable cocktail, especially okay. you kind of call it a long cocktail in those. So, yeah, you know. so it's, a, it's American size. It's not tip man's drinks, though. <laughs> it's not a pint. <laughs> Somebody grab the uh, app that does the metric. The, well, maybe the, it's, the, a, maybe the it's pint, uh, but if it was pint size, you'd call it. Anyway, we don't mm. need to go down the, the metric thing, but it was just genuinely, genuinely interesting. Because, yeah, I looked at it, and it's a fantastic-looking creature. You know, I'd be mm. proud to have one. I just would would not want to uh, embarrass myself in front of my dinner guests if I start pouring <laughs> pouring a pint and then it starts to run out and I have to start supping madly as, or I spill it on my um, on the Christmas jumper, which I wouldn't be wearing, you know. So, mm. <laughs> you know, mm. before I always used to think of Mondo's like posters and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's how I certainly knew them more was like the, a lot of these, um, you know, bespoke poster designs and stuff, which are very cool. So, Seeing this mug and stuff, that's yeah, that's something I, I would have with quite quite a lot of pride on it, but I just need to know the measurements first. It's a very good question. But here's the exciting part. Uh, mm. Mondo have joined up with us, and they are d- doing a giveaway. Now, the only thing is, because it's a Tiki mug, it's only available to listeners in North and South America, <sighs> which is a shame, but, you know, but it's, it's great for you guys. So you can enter. If, to enter, all you need to do mm. is go to eastonkicks.com slash Tiki Mugs, and enter your details to be with a chance of winning this prize. Cool. So that means I can't enter anyway. Otherwise, unless you've got a friend in America, I don't really. I don't have many friends anywhere. <laughs> so moving on from the ticky mug. Mm. Well, once you're sitting down and then you, you you've got your you've got your special cocktail. I don't know yeah. what a. a Godzilla appropriate cocktail well, probably is. Probably eggnog, it's Christmas. You've got to have That's some, true. Like, it says, you've it got to have eggnog. eggnog with Buckfast in mm. it or something. <laughs> you might want to sit down and watch the uh, 
Criterion Godzilla Showa era <laughs> films collector set from 1954 mm. to 1975, um, which is another. I mean, it's a beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice piece of. Kit. Very much in the the spirit of the Sasawichi box set they mm. did years back, but yeah, the, this one is. It's it's a it's a it's kind of weird it's it's a weird box set because it's not a box it's a great big hardback mm. it's like an oversized annual and it cool. really is seriously oversized you'd be lucky to find room for it on your shelf nice um, with the disc in the back and beautiful artwork from artists which include people like Arthur Adams mm. Katsua Tarada uh, Chris Wisana and Sophie Campbell mm-hmm. um, and it's it's Criterion so it's got yeah, yeah. fifteen films. Plus, um, the US version of Godzilla, the Japanese release of King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm. Lots of the films have got the international audio, like, you know, obviously the hilarious English dubs, which we've spoken about on the program before. Good, I mean, that's good. Um, commentaries, features, mm-hmm. some of the lost special effects work that I didn't use. It is, it is definitely an object of desire. That's comprehensive, as, as you could actually expect to get by the sound of that. But it's good that they've still got the English dubs on there, because... Uh, yeah. I have to admit, I still would probably be more likely to watch the English dub version. <laughs> so, you know, for some, if, for like the original, like Godzilla, you know, Gojira, everything, yeah. I would watch the Japanese version. But when you start getting to proper daft territory, you may as well just up the, the silliness factor by, by yeah. watching the, the English dub version. Godzilla vs. Dragon versus Hegra, all monsters attack. They're ridiculous films of their. Uh, yeah, of, in, yeah. A, in a great way and everything. Exactly. And, you know, part of that would be a bit of. A nostalgia trip for me as I'm sitting there with my tiki mug and my <laughs> eggnog or something in there, and you know, other half saying, How many films did they go? Ten. We've only had five. <laughs> <laughs> Slobbering my like, eggnog all over my Junji Ito t shirt and everything. <laughs> that would that take actually watching all the Godzilla movies like that? Even if you don't, okay, let's, let's not, oh, not include. Man. The uh, US version. Okay. And watching different. So just you, what, you only watch one. That's, one that's still 15 films that are about yeah, one so hour each. <laughs> some, some of them are. Yeah, a couple of them are weirdly a bit longer than that as well, I believe. Mm. Um, well, that's. Oh, my old. My poor old brain. You'll yeah. have to, you'll have to do, do the math, as they say. No, but that's at least, at least a day and a half, isn't it? It's Easily. Gonna, well, I mean, if it's. T- okay. Non stop. Yeah, but if you. That's, that's without. Really taking any eating breaks or let drink, alone any drink, sleep drink yeah. breaks or anything. I mean, we don't eat because eating, eating is cheating. Um, but <laughs> and then probably the bit where you fall asleep as well. So it's yeah, you're going to be over. It's got to be over twenty four hours or something. I like imagine, that. yeah. I mean, obviously you have to put in a separate disc. But imagine you just kind of fall asleep and then wake up. So obviously, your friend will be loading the disc and you wake up, but you're not really sure what it is. Especially by the end, it's difficult to know which Godzilla movie you're in anyway. Well, for sure. And I, but in some ways, that would be better than doing it. I think if you did that over 15 nights, it would be, be crazier, mm. I guess. Because I mean, love those films, but well, yeah, a lot of them are pretty similar and stuff. If you're doing it for 15 nights in a row, I think it would be more late to go for the, the mad marathon. Mm. You know, Even though you probably wouldn't see all the films because you'd be you know, drunk, asleep. Drunk sleep, drunk sleep, all the way through and stuff. Just dozing off and waking up and going, oh, yeah, I don't know which one we're in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, another half an hour is not going to make a difference. Back to sleep. So we go from several films to watch mm. Tokyo getting destroyed in, in magnificent <laughs> ways um, to another film. Some very nice, very nicely done Lincoln, actually, for this one as well. So, <laughs> and it's, it's another. Um, very fancy uh, box set. 
and they say yes. in this case like a, a proper re you know, very nicely done remaster and everything of uh, Akira and it's recent you know the the 4k version everything that which came out which I did cover for the kicks and everything and I was very lucky to see on the big screen just before this um Hey, the, the October the October yeah, locked. I'm trying to remember which one it was now, <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's an amazing remaster. Everything like that. It's one of the ones where, so it was what eighty eight the film, uh, yeah, where it came yeah. out. So, but yeah, yeah, so now, yeah. the level of detail which is packed into there is absolutely absolutely amazing. Everything. But that's still pre CGI, isn't it? That's all yeah, yeah, exactly. Animation. It, it's proper. It's proper old school animation, yeah. and it looks absolutely amazing mm. in the four K. And the sound is you know the sound is like outstanding as well. Everything so. So this is a new box set that's got yeah yeah UHD 4K. That's right. Yeah. We, we're going to slip a bit here because I think neither of us are massively into these newfangled formats. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's true. I mean, it's I'm true. not the worst person because I'm still watching my laser discs of anime. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It, it's got the different ones. It's got like a standard Blu-ray on it. Um, it's got the 4Ks, you see mm. UHD on it. But okay. I, I think it's the the special features in mm. 4K and stuff as well, some on Blu-ray, sorry, as well. So and it's also got like a mad booklet with it and stuff, and it's very, very cool box and everything like that. So it's a great. I mean, Akira is one of those films which I probably will get, you know, released again in another twenty years, forty years, and stuff, and it'll still be completely relevant. Yeah. Even though it's set in what two thousand nineteen, and stuff like that, you know, it's it's still going to be relevant again. People will still rediscover yeah. it and love it and stuff, and. Um, it looks fantastic in this presentation and everything that and it's the upgrading stuff is enough that even if you have like some of these older releases because it's had a bunch of releases over the year it's still yeah 100 yeah, percent yeah. worth getting 100 percent worth getting this one and everything that especially seeing it you know with all these extras and in a very nice presentation box and that's kind of mm. what people like at christmas it is, it <laughs> and is. everything right o opening up a fancy box on christmas morning and special giveaway moments again. Yes, there you go. We've teamed up with Manga Entertainment UK. <laughs> and so this one is accomplishes for our UK listeners mm -hmm. um, to do a giveaway of this very limited edition box. So, um, yep. Yeah. If you go to easonkicks.com slash akiria4k mm -hmm. and then fill in your details, you could be in with a chance of winning this rather prized <laughs> possession. It is very cool. It is very cool. Everything. You're, you're, it's a nice thing to watch on Christmas Day as well after after the untold story and horrible high heels and stuff, you know. Or, or you know, sort of slightly more philosophical. <laughs> yes, make it a little bit. <laughs> So Andrew asked us to put together an Asian-themed Christmas list, or Asian-themed goodies that I like to find in my stocking this year. Well, obviously I still have a big Godzilla-sized hole in my DVD shelf, specifically a Criterion Godzilla box, the Showa Films 1954-1975 Blu-ray collection-sized hole. But I'm not seven years old. I know Christmas is about way more than just getting presents, so it got me thinking about how I could have an Asian cinema-themed Christmas in a different way. What food is important this time of year, right? Roast turkey with all the trimmings, Christmas pudding, mince pies, sugar almonds. What if Stephen Chow's God of Cookery was cooking for me this year? Oh, I'm obviously hoping for a lot more than pissing beef balls. I bet he could cook. Beast beyond my 
wildest imagination. And Christmas carols, songs played in the shops while we prostitute ourselves to capitalism and excess, or maybe some local group going door to door to raise money for charity. But you know what would be better than all that? What about carols sung to me by the soju bin? The two tiny fairy twins that are charms and calm, the most underrated kind you of all, Mothra. Not so much Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, but Martha, Mothra, oh Mothra. And Christmas cards too, hearing from friends and family, getting those long letters from people telling you all about their year. Personally, I find the month depressing. It always reminds me what a failure my own year has been. But this year is different, right? It's 2020, and it's been roundly crap. Anyone actually got anything to say after March, other than they watched The Tiger King and The Queen's Gambit? But they kept up with Joe Wicks and learned to bake bread. Now what I'd like is a letter from Unju, the female protagonist from the Korean film Il Mare. She posts her letters into a magical mailbox that gets delivered two years in the past. What could be better than a letter from Munju, dated 2022, telling me that everything is going to be okay and that we'll all be back to normal? Is your tree up yet? Are you happy with the decorations? Just imagine how amazing it would look if it was dressed by director Tetsuya Nakashima and his cinematographer Nazakazu Ato. If you've seen their film Memories of Matsuko, you'll know your wish. Your whole house was decked out in their colourful style. And finally, we all like to watch a film on Christmas afternoon, right? To pass the time between the Queen's speech and the East Enders omnibus digest the opulent feast that we have partaken in. Not actually that many Asian films that are really centred around this period, or with it being a Western festival at all. But let me suggest Satoshi Kon's Tokyo Godfathers to give you some Asian Christmas cheer, along with some time to think about those less fortunate than yourself. Enjoy the story of three people living on the streets of Tokyo, an alcoholic, a drag queen, runaway team who find a newborn baby on Christmas Eve and after a number of scrapes and misadventures discover a Christmas full of miracles, family and love. And on that note, happy Christmas Eastern Kickers. session number nine mm. is a subscription to screen anime cool. so this is a service that's uh from distributor anime limited mm-hmm. they describe as the first online anime film festival and they have curated films and extras refreshed every month at time of recording this includes two classics from satoshi kon nice. so you've got perfect blue which is a classic yeah, perfect blue yeah that's um, fantastic and they also have a, what is a remastered version of Millennium Actress. Nice. And they have a season of Fate Stay Night. This is where we start to slip a bit because we are not the anime <laughs> experts. Um, and yeah, they, true, and true. Uh, three films from the Psychopaths, colon, Sinners of the System, Case Files. Uh, okay. you know, and so it gets refreshed every month as far as I understand mm-hmm. it. And, and so it's not it's not a, a very expensive subscription, but if you like anime and you've got you, it's in a quite a 
digestible kind of a way that you can pick up the films and 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 watch what you want during that month and I think that's what like that's kind of what interests me more yeah. about it. I mean, like you say, like I mean, you know, hands up, like and stuff. I'm not really up on the the anime and stuff like that. So a, a curated service and that stuff, because you know, there's hundreds of anime like on the Netflix and stuff. But I have no idea where to start with it. You know, so if it's a curated one by people who are actually choosing stuff, putting it there, I'd be more likely to you know to actually sit down and watch it and everything like that, rather than taking a a mad gamble on something I don't know anything about and. Having the Satoshi Kon stuff on there is great. I mean, you know, Perfect Blue still definitely would be one of my very favorite anime films. Yes. Everything like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, one of the first ones. I mean, even, I mean, Akira's, you know, it's dying, but it's you know, being science fiction and stuff, it's still slightly more towards what as a genre or anything you might think of for anime. But I think Perfect Blue was the first one I, I saw, which was not what I expected from anime. It was like, you know, an Argento yeah. film. Or something, you know, in, yeah, an, in an animated definitely, context, definitely. which was and the influence blew my for mind. yeah, the influence of Black Swan, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. So, it's you know, a chance to watch that again would be mm. it'll be very welcome again as well. I like Millennium Actress, is great as well. It's it's one of those ones where you know, it's better to have a good view of Satoshi Khan's career and everything because you know, you got those it's two too films. short, too short, Way it's, too it's short. It's short, but mm. even just thinking of those two films next to each other, they're so yeah. The animation style is, you know, the animation style, but the, the narratives and the film, they couldn't be more different and everything. So it's, which is a great way to look into his career and stuff like that. So sadly missed. Mm. Sadly missed. And so on, on to my next one, which is another uh, streaming online service, everything, which I think is, you know, since we're probably going to be locked down for a, a while, <laughs> <laughs> a while longer, um, for better or worse, it's good to get these things in. But um, I, I think something which people listen to Eastern Kicks podcast for a while we, you know we, we often crack wise kind of about like the Netflix and Amazon stuff and how it's very difficult to find stuff on there everything like that so I think I'm, I'm getting more into this idea of like these kind of curated you know mm. curated online services and stuff so um, yeah the, the biggest one of those going out there the most well-known ones would be movie at the moment and everything like that so I'm throwing in like a movie subscription um, which I would quite like to have as well give it a try out and everything because so you know it's supposed to be like hand-picked films and it's got a, it, it kind of like rotates over a 30-day period and yeah. stuff so you still got it's not so it's not the same as like a Netflix we can just watch all the time anytime but it, it's not like a, a one-off screening like a cinema thing so it's somewhere kind of in the middle but I quite I quite like that as well because mm. you know, I'm not going to build up like a mad list of a hundred hundred films which I'll just forget number 99 yeah everything like that you know so you know th there's some very cool stuff on there um, as well like one of the the recent things obviously is you know Hong Sang Su stuff coming on there uh, his new one or latest one like The Woman Who Ran mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be on there from the 20th and they've got some other what's it called Solving Puzzles I believe the, the Hong, Song, Hong, Kang, Hong Sang Su season um Fair enough. I never. So they've got uh, Nobody's Daughter, Hey Wan, and Taylor Cinema. Taylor Cinema, which yeah. I think Taylor Cinema is one of the first ones that has actually saw, mm. uh, and everything. I mean, yeah, it's good, good place to start with Hong Sang Soo and everything. So it's, they've also got a family tour on there. I mean, at time of recording, but they, they've had a lot of good stuff on there before. I mean, mm. they did like uh, Wild Goose Lake yeah. stuff was on there. They had a bunch of Kyoshi Kurosawa stuff on there as well. So it, you know, for I think for an Asian. Asian film fan, you're probably not going to get a lot of that stuff um, on the Netflix and Amazon. You might get some of their new, new films when they come out, but I think that's one thing we should be, I quite like the idea of is getting into that more, you know, sort of curated service where I actually can 
sit down and not think I'm going to spend like half an hour, 45 minutes looking for something to watch. And then get bored. Like and then get bored. It's like, and then forget what and you want to watch just, and you're not really into the film you finally Exactly. And you just watch, watch Event Horizon again. Sam Neill can't scream. But, you know, he does his, God bless him, he does his best. We never met him. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I, I, and I think you can see that they do a lot, a lot of these seasons and stuff like that mm. with this kind of Hong Sang Su thing. And I'm sure there'll be there'll be more, you know, more Asian director seasons coming on there. And if you're into the more, I mean, yeah, we've talked about our Category 3 stuff and everything which we love, but um, I guess this is caters to more, slightly more highbrow, uh, which I don't mean in a bad way, but more of the sort of more Cannes type stuff, the Berlin type stuff, everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. kind of, um, yeah, lots of very much world cinema and mm-hmm. indie cinema kind of. Which is even yeah. less likely to appear on Amazon and Netflix, I think, in that respect. So, I think it's yeah, I think it's a, a very cool option to get everything like that to to have this kind of ongoing, you know, somebody else actually kind of picking out some of these films for you, giving you some access for some old, you know, older ones, as well as just kind of like the new new films and everything. And so another special giveaway moment. Um, <laughs> so we've teamed up with with movie, and yeah. um, if you sign up for an account, you can get thirty days for free. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is go to movie.com slash easternkicks. Yep. And it's available to anyone in the world. So wherever you're sure. listening to this, you can mm. you can get a movie subscription. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice yeah. Eastern Kicks page on there and sure. It's good. It's a great way to get into some of these collections of the especially these sort of um older sort of uh, very well regarded Asian film directors mm. and stuff. So yeah, cool. As we move on to that subscription. Yeah. We're uh, sitting at home, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I'm feeling a bit peckish <laughs> Yes, yes, I am. I am. Uh, so my next suggestion is from a Soho-based restaurant mm-hmm. uh, uh, called One's Tea Room and Bar. Cool. And they actually, the, the bar downstairs, which is cool, I mean, it's, it, as we go into lockdown again, <laughs> um, it might be a little while before we make a visit there again, yeah. but I mean, it, it's, it's very much based on the spirit of Wong Kar Wai's movies, mm-hmm. which is quite fun, um, and it's 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 they do you know very nice selection of, of food and drinks and um, Hong Kong Hong Kong craft, craft beers, yeah. very very nice. But they're also for those of us stuck at home, like all of us, <laughs> uh, do some Chaso kits that you can order, and you can Excellent. throughout the UK nationwide delivery. Very cool. Right? Yeah. For that, you get in Berico Fatty Chaso. Fork roast, I think is what it kind of basically translates at. So okay. these nice slabs of coated porky <laughs> um, Blini buns, house spice sugar pack as well in there. Um, if you're in the London area, I've mm. seen at the moment, at time of recording, uh, <laughs> you can get a complimentary uh, case of Hong Kong craft beer. Very into um, that. You know, so that's it for London deliveries or pickup. Human, human port ones, presumably, as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, because they're connected to Bun House, and they are yeah. doing a limited edition Christmas bun set. One of Sweet which, buns, though. Well, old sweet meats, as they used to call them, mm. or anything that have long so taken we've, there. We've almost come full circle, haven't we? So, uh, yeah, the, the, so that's... Uh, Tearoom.bar is the, the website to go to, Tim. So look at well, that. Well, it'd be stuff. nice you know, if you're looking for a different Christmas dinner and stuff, apart from turkey. Yeah, a nice Hong Kong Christmas Christmas lunch, a bunch of buns. Uh, I'll certainly take the craft beers, everything like that. Sounds very nice. Making quite quite festive in a different way. Very into it. So that brings us to the end of the show. I'm, I'm one last choice. And actually, I've got something for you here, James. <laughs> Can I take this? <laughs> well, thank you. Well, hang a sec. 
<laughs> well, yeah, as Andy mentioned before, I don't have a huge amount of uh, you know gear myself. So he's gifted me that fantastic Eastern Kicks T-shirt itself with uh, some Category Three Billy Tang designer. Very, very nice to have, man. Thank you very much. And yeah, I, I think anyone would want one of these guys. I must say, yes. it feels quite luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will fit my uh, my frame. <laughs> available in all sorts of sizes very nice and, and also nice. Um, so yes uh, if you go to easternkicks.com slash t-shirts mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get sent to us like to, to buy this stuff and um, you know I mean uh, there are lots of designs there we've got yeah, yeah. Eastern Kicks logos and other category, kind of category various, 3 category 3, category three support, your, support yeah. the category 3 everything. and you can get the designs on various different products I mean that's just Tiki Mugs uh, not <laughs> you can get a mug, but not a tiki mug because oh, the designs okay. on the mug. Um, you can get shaukens. Oh, okay. Category three shower curtains. Mm. I like it. What could go wrong with that? But um, yeah. So I mean, it's, thank it's, it's, you. It's, I, I yeah. appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Now I have six t-shirts. So for us, you know, it's it's, it's a way that regular listeners to to the podcast and mm. regular readers of the website can help support the site. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we make it a, a, a couple of pence on every sale. <laughs> Goes towards keeping the keeping the light bulbs on. Almost vaguely paying the domain cost for a year. <laughs> well, yeah. about a percent of it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. It is a nice gift. So if you uh, have liked any of the stuff in this podcast, don't forget you can go mm. to easonkicks.com slash gift guide yep. and you'll see all the, the links and also links to the giveaways as well. Mm, very good. And that's it for this episode. Yes. Don't forget you can find all our previous episodes on Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. Why would you? Why would you want to? But for now, <laughs> cheers. cheers. Happy <Yay>. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>